The New York Islanders have announced their 23-man roster to start the season. We'll break it all down for you, plus our wrap-up of the preseason and what to expect in Week 1. All that and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to get to on today's show. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you've got a question, maybe a comment about something we've discussed or something you'd like us to talk about on a future show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at <clears throat> Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the season. We will preview games, take our key takeaways from games, have injury news, trade rumors. If it's happening to your New York Islanders this season, we will have it for you on Locked on Islanders. We have new shows that drop every Monday through Friday, and we are also on YouTube. So let's get down to business. The Islanders announcing their 23-man roster to start this season. And it's 14 forwards, 7 defensemen, and two goaltenders. Now, the Islanders announced also that forward Cal Clutterbuck has been placed on the IR, retroactive to September 26th. So, Clutterbuck going to start the season out of the lineup. We don't know anything specific about the injury. We know Clutterbuck missed the end of last season uh, as a result of an injury came back, started training camp on time, appeared in a few preseason games, but has been out of the lineup. So that is uh, a disappointment. So here are the 14 forwards in alphabetical order for the New York Islanders. Josh Bailey, Matthew Barzal, Anthony Bavillier, Kiefer Bellows, Casey Zizekas, Ross Johnston, Anders Lee, Matt Martin, Brock Nelson, J.G. Pajot, Kyle Palmieri, Zach Parise, uh, 
Nikita Sashnikov, and Oliver Wallstrom. Now, you break down the 14 forwards. You're only going to dress 12 in any given game. So the question now becomes, who are going to be the two guys sitting uh, up in the press box, and who are going to be the 12 who play? And, you know, <clears throat> first off, let's ask this. Who's going to replace clutter on that fourth line? The logical candidate to me would be Ross Johnston. He handled himself well in the preseason, he even scored a goal. Uh, and he sort of fits the ethos and the, the style of play that that identity line with uh, Matt Martin and Casey Sezikis, what they want to do. So I would think Ross the boss takes over on that fourth line. Now, I would have to say the the only surprise on this list is Sashnikov, who had a solid preseason and a solid training camp. And the thing I like about Sashnikov, more than anything else, he has experience, but the big thing that he gives you, and it's something the Islanders forwards as a unit lack a, a little bit of, Sashnikov has speed. And other than Barzal and probably Bavillier, the Islanders don't have a lot of really fast players on their forward lineup. So putting Sashnikov on the active roster gives them an advantage. Now, I would have to think, based on the way he played this preseason, Kiefer Bellows is going to be in the everyday lineup. So... I kind of think that the most likely candidates to be the black aces among the forwards is Sashnikov is a possibility. Oliver Wallstrom is probably a possibility. And, you know, that really is, those to me are the two leading candidates. You know, it would be disappointing as far as Wallstrom goes because you want to integrate Wally into the lineup because of his ability to score. But again, has he been consistent enough to earn that spot? Now, the other way, the other fallout for the Islanders by having 14 forwards and only seven defensemen is you only have one spare D-man on the roster as of right now. So... The other injured Islander over the last few preseason games was Scott Mayfield. Mayfield is on the active roster. So the seven D-men alphabetically, again, Sebastian Ajo, Noah Dobson, Scotty Mayfield, Adam Pellick, Ryan Pulak, Alexander Romanoff, and Robin Sallow. To me, the way the Islanders are most likely to start the season, if Mayfield is ready to go, you have Pelican Pulak, Dobson, and you, you then have Dobson and Romanov. And then I think it's Mayfield and Sallow as your third pair with Aho being your seventh defenseman. If in the event that Mayfield is not ready to go Thursday night when the Islanders open the season at the UBS Arena against the Florida Panthers, then I think we're looking at... Aho and Salo as your third pairing, 
And hopefully, hopefully those guys can provide some offense without getting into trouble in their own zone. The two defensemen, uh, excuse me, the two goaltenders on the opening night roster, obviously Ilya Sorokin and Semyon Varlamov. So the duo of Russian netminders continuing. I assume Sorokin will get more of the starts than uh, Varlamov will. But I think the Islanders are more or less looking for a 55-45% uh, split rather than 65-35 or 60-40. And I think that Lane Lambert very much intends to ride the hot hand whenever possible. So I don't necessarily think that you know either goalie has their n- name etched into the lineup regardless of what happens. It's going to be a question of who's hot, what the opposition, uh, you know, who they are and what style they tend to play. And we'll see how it all plays out over the course of the season. Clearly, if one guy is playing exceptionally well, they will get more ice time and more starts. But to me, Sorokin's going to be 1A and Varlamov is either going to be your backup or 1B, depending on how this plays out over the course of this season. Overall, the big question to me about this Islanders team, well, we'll get to that and a whole lot more coming up uh, on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Are you ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. It's called Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and like all Built Bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. It's got all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassles of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Each bar of Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories, but they pack a whopping 15 grams of protein. So, what's great about Built? All their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more effectively and efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. You can eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff, whether you need a snack for a workout, a late-night treat, or just to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Built.com. So the big question now, as we head into the season and sort of put a bow on the preseason is going to be where does the goal scoring come from? And more than anything else, I, I, I think that's going to be the key to the success of this team this season. The Islanders are going to need to increase their goal scoring, in my mind, by 40 goals, let's say, over the course of the season, which, like we've said, is about a half a goal per game. But... You know, over the course of 82 games, those 40 extra goals add up. And getting the right 
player to get, you know, players in place and having the right lineup, that's going to be key. Can the Islanders get enough production out of Matthew Barzal this year? It looks like Barzy is going to be on a line with, you know, Zach Parise on one side and Kyle Palmer. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. And Kyle Palmieri on the other side. Both of these guys have extensive experience as top six forwards. But the question is, at this point in their careers, and they are clearly past their prime, both of them, um, are they the right guys to skate with Matthew Barzal? Parise, experienced and positionally sound, not afraid to dig pucks out of the corner. I assume those will be his primary roles. And then you have Palmieri, who's going to try to be the goal scorer on this line. I'm not sure that this is the best possible combination for Matthew Barzal, but it looks like that's what uh, they're going to start the season with. And we'll have to see how it all sort of sorts itself out and whether or not that unit can be effective. One other thing I wanted to touch on, Atu Ratu had a, uh, a solid preseason and training camp, and he really made an impression on the coaching staff. Here's what Lane Lambert had to say about him. He's had a great camp. He'll continue to improve his strength. His positioning has been really good but there's always things you can improve upon from that standpoint. Just continue to get stronger. So, Ratu trying to put on some muscle, but, you know, we'll see whether or not uh, he can sort of make that very big impression down in Bridgeport and be one of the first players to be called up. I think... Uh, you know, you saw Ratu out on the ice a lot during the preseason with veterans. It seems like at some point this season, he's going to get that call up, whether a player is injured, slumping, struggling, uh, or they just feel like they need an injection of offense. So I, I think what we saw from Atu Ratu was important, and I think that he definitely made a good impression on the coaching staff, on Lou Lamorello, over the course of the last two, three weeks. And now the question just becomes, how does he do in Bridgeport, and how soon will he be up here? I predict that he will make his NHL debut at some point this season. It may only be for one, two, three games, or... He could insert himself into the lineup, but how he does early in the year at Bridgeport is going to be a very interesting situation. So we'll see how it plays out. The other question I have right now is about Oliver Wallstrom. Where does he go? Does Wally start the season in the lineup, on the bench? 
Is he going to be an everyday scratch or an everyday participant or somewhere in the middle? This is a make or break kind of a season for Wally. He is kind of, I wouldn't say running out of chances because that isn't really fair, but Oliver Wallstrom does need to start making a, a, a case for his consistency. And if he doesn't show that, you know, being able to play well for a game or two games or five games is one thing. But being able to play well game in and game out so that you're a reliable part of the lineup and doing the little things you need to do to put yourself in the lineup for Lou Lamorello and Lane Lambert, Wally has to show he can do that. He played... 29 more games last year than he did in 2020-2021. He had one more goal and two more assists. That is just not going to get it done. You know, over the course of 82 games, he had, what, 14, maybe 15 goal pace, whereas the previous year in 44 games having 12 goals puts him at about a 22, 22 and a half goal pace. You have got to get consistent play from Oliver Wallstrom this season. And quite honestly, you've got to get production. It, it, you know, we talk about the importance of Wallstrom doing those things when he doesn't have the puck that'll make him successful in this lineup. Back checking, getting in the right position, you know, getting open when teammates need someone to pass him the puck, getting his shot off quickly. All those things are important, but the things he's lacking in is the things he does mostly without the puck. He needs to show consistency in all aspects of his game if he hopes to get a full-time position on this team and in this league. Now, look, he's only 22 years old. He will be 22 years old all year this year, won't turn 23 till mid-June. But he has got to show more on a more consistent basis. Because, quite honestly, a power forward or a big forward who scores 25 goals in 126 games isn't going to get top six minutes unless a lot of injuries hit this team. And Oliver Wallstrom... The way he plays, his style, is supposed to land him in the top six. So it remains to be seen if he can do it. If he can, you got to figure that 10 to 15 of those 40 goals that this team needs to get to elevate their game are going to come from Wally. If he doesn't, can the combination of Parise, Palmieri, Pajot, Bellows, uh, Barzal, Bavillier, can all of them improve their games enough to get this team to that extra 40 goals that they really need in order to take the offense to that level that will get this team solidly into playoff contention? Those are key questions we need answered, and I think we'll find out the answer fairly early in the season.
We have got more to discuss on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our Islanders birthday of the day coming up. A center who played for the Islanders in the late 90s, early 2000s. A good two-way center. We'll talk about his career and his role on the Islanders, plus some final thoughts about the roster. All that still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 54th birthday of former Islanders forward Claude Lapointe. Lapointe, a native of Lachine, Quebec, uh, drafted by his hometown Nordiques in the 12th round of the 1988 draft, and, you know, had a 47-goal season and three 100-point seasons in juniors, playing for the Three Rivers and Laval, then made his NHL debut in 1990-91 with the Nordique, uh, moved with them to Colorado uh, in 95-96, but only played three regular season games on that team that won the Stanley Cup that year, went on to play briefly for the Calgary Flames before joining the Islanders during the 96-97 season. And... Played with the Islanders for seven seasons through 2002-2003. Played a little for Philly, briefly in Switzerland, and then retired after the 2007-2008 season. You know, LaPointe was more of a checking forward. He was never a gifted goal scorer at the NHL level. Never hit 20 goals in a season over the course of his career. His best season with the Islanders Uh, 1998-99, where he had 14 goals and 37 points in 82 games. Never had more than 15 goals with the Isles, but was good on face-offs, could kill penalties, play a solid positional two-way game, and was one of those guys who, if you watched him game in and game out, you really appreciated his value to your team. We're going to go back and look at one of Claude LaPointe's better games as an Islander, January 21st, 1999. The old igloo in Pittsburgh. Islanders with Tommy Salo in goal against Tom Barrasso for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And it was the Penguins getting on the board first. Yuri Slieger, his first from Martin Straka and Yaramir Yager, just two minutes and 14 seconds into the game. Isles behind the eight ball, trailing one nothing early, but... Our Islanders' birthday of the day, Claude LaPointe answers. He tallies his 10th of the year from Ziggy Palfi at 332. We're all even at 1-1. But late in the period, the Islanders' Brian Smolinski called for kneeing. That's a penalty you don't see all that often. The Penguins get the power play and cash in. Alex Kovalev is 12th. From Martin Straka, a future Islander, and Yaramir Yager at 15-12 after the first period, Isles down by 2-1. But in the second, Robert Reichel evens the game at the 326 mark, his 11th of the season. Brian Smolinski and David Harlock with the assists. And then midway through the period, Robert Reichel called for boarding. The Islanders are shorthanded, but Joe Sacco. Scores a shorthanded, unassisted goal at 10:47, and the Isles lead 3-2 after 40 minutes. In the third, the Isles add to their lead 
Mark Lawrence, his fifth from our Islanders birthday of the day, Claude LaPointe at 9.15, and then an empty net goal by Claude LaPointe, his second of the game, 11th of the year, clinches the win at 19.54, Scott Lachance the only assist on that one, Islanders skate away with a big 5-2 road win in Pittsburgh, and for our Islanders birthday of the day, Claude LaPointe, two goals, one assist, he was a plus three in this game and scored his two goals on three shots on goal. Tommy Salo, 26 saves. Islanders outshot 28 to 24 in this game, but pick up a big road win with some good goaltending by Salo and some strong play by Claude Lapointe, who led the way for the Islanders with three points in this game. So, hard to believe, but we are just two days away from the start of the Islanders' season. And, you know, this is what we've been waiting for. Unfortunately, this offseason was just too darn long. We, Islander fans, don't want to get used to not making the playoffs. And, you know, the three years before that, you had two years in the conference final, you had one year winning a, a, a round and getting to the second round of the playoffs. Shorter preseason, uh, off seasons rather, became the norm, and we don't want to go back to those long, long off seasons. I think this roster again. There are a lot of keys to success for this team, but the biggest one is getting those goals that they need to get more into the middle of the pack. Being 21st, 22nd in the league. Not going to get it done. Get me to 16th, 15th, 14th. Get me to the middle of the league. And I think with the defense and goaltending that this team has and the system that they play, winning the division, not the key. Get into the playoffs, and this team's style of play and attention to detail can make a big difference. So I think this roster has a lot of advantages, and we'll see what they put together, how they tweak the lineup, how well they stay healthy, and hopefully, you know, no long road trip to start the year, no hopefully outbreaks of COVID over the course of the year, a lot of chances for this team to get back to where they were two years ago, but now it's up to the players to produce. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.